0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Punch It, episode 126. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always,
1: is... Tristan Riddell.
0: Tristan Riddell. We are back. We took last week off because in the U.S. it was a holiday. How the heck are you, sir?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Life is... Life is crazy. Life is stressful. Life is unique. (laughs) Life is beautiful, but it's, uh... You know, we're just all kind of spinning around on this third rock from the sun, but it's 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 a good time. It's a good time to be alive.
0: <laughs> it's certainly an interesting time to be alive, and yeah, we both have a lot of things going on, but we are here right now today to talk Star Trek, and we're gonna do the one thing that this podcast lives off of, and that is writing an episode on the fly. And we're gonna tie it in with like a little bit of a caveat this time. We're going to take an unlikely pairing bring these people together and explain how they get together why they get together and we don't even know who or why because this is on the fly
1: this is all improv this is all on the fly we have not thought about this we have we don't have any pairings uh like written on a list or anything like that and also to qualify your last statement a little bit like it could be an episode or it could just be their courtship or Hmm. it could be a movie it could be anything we're just really just going to write about the possibility of this relationship or how it might happen and and heck we might do multiple ones if you wanted to like if we were just like boom this is how they'd meet this is how they fall in love move on to the next one we don't know (laughs) it's unstructured and it's it's great and it's fun and we love talking star trek and we if you're listening to this we know that you love listening to star trek and you and i Shar and i Shar and tristan are very much shippers at heart. Like there's <laughs> certain um, relationships that we love that are canon. There's certain relationships that we love that aren't canon. Uh, my favorite is probably uh, Captain Picard and Lieutenant J. Or uh, yeah, yes. like, that's a. Yes. <laughs> it's probably my favorite non-canon relationship. Uh, but it's um, it's always fun to speculate, and the stuff that we're going to come up with. We may pick a pairing that's crazy and weird. It doesn't mean that we want it to happen. It doesn't mean that we think there was some sort of hidden subtext. Like, we're not trying to write some fan fiction or wish fulfillment. It's really just, let's take a pairing and see if it could work and see what it would look like if the writers decided to go that route.
0: Yeah, indeed. So I I feel like nothing is off limits. You know, we can get as crazy with this as we want.
1: Neelix and Janeway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They would have some ugly kids. Let's just put it that way.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, that'd be weird. Because that's the thing. Like, I would love to kind of make this a broad conversation at times and talk about the crazy crap like that. Like, what would that look like? I know I I said it to be funny, but honestly, now I'm just like, what would that look like?
0: Like, okay, you know what? This is our episode. Forget the story aspect. This is our episode. (laughs) This is what we're doing now. (laughs) You know it's live when. Okay, so let's talk about this. Neelix and Janeway would this actually work somehow? Because there's actually a big point in its favor. Neelix is not a ranked member of the crew. So therefore, <gasps> the hierarchy of dating a subordinate does not matter.
1: That's interesting. Because like during Fairhaven, we we uh, we had the doctor talk to Janeway saying you know because of, they're your subordinates, you can't have a relationship with them, and that's why they were trying to kind of get rid of uh Janeway and Chicote in people's minds, saying that's yeah. not gonna happen, <laughs> whatever. But she, he said, He's like, What's that? What does that leave you? And you're like, Something holographic or a, a casual dalliance, I think is the word that he used a dalliance <laughs> with a passing like that. alien, yes,
0: a la Captain now with, Kirk.
1: Now, with Neelix, that kind of That's kind of a gray area because he's not a member of Starfleet, but then again, uh, neither are Maquis crew members. So he has chosen to be her subordinate. Like she can give him uh, orders and punishments, as we've seen, and uh, duty and designation and everything like that. So he is her subordinate by but by choice. And yeah, without rank. Without rank, so I feel like you could kind of mold it either way, where you, you say like, oh, well, according to uh, Starfleet reg- Regulations 14-2, uh, someone who has a field commission, you can totally bone, you know, like, so, I don't know, something like that.
0: <laughs> I really want to see that in the Starfleet manual with these rules. Ranked officers, forget about it. It's just willing subordinates, feel free to bone them. Go for it.
1: It's written like an issue of a 1990s Cosmo magazine.
0: <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Are there tips for uh, getting it on in Starfleet issue sheets?
1: <laughs> yeah, like uh, like the things that you can do in futuristic space jetties. you know.
0: <laughs> Taking off that Starfleet issue nightgown. <laughs> okay, wow. That's another topic unto itself. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Neelix is maybe 50-50 in this sense then, because yes, he is to some extent a subordinate. He is having to follow some Starfleet structure, but he is not a Starfleet officer. I do feel like the Maquis crew members might be a a little more in line just because they have agreed to become a Starfleet crew, even though they've got the Maquis pips. Now, Neelix, he's a little more of a loose cannon. He is, but he isn't. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think for the purposes of this discussion, we'll write in by saying it's totally allowed for Neelix because of X, Y, and Z. Okay, and
0: right, then we can keep I, moving I, forward.
1: I think in order to make that happen, because it's inter- like, even though this is absolutely crazy, but I love that we're talking about this. <laughs> like you you, you accept that it's crazy and then you try to get to the rational. So we we realize that this is crazy and this would never happen, but here we go. This is the what if. Season one, Neelix and Janeway would never happen. Never in a oh, million years. No, not, no, no. Not no. even in this premise. Mm-mm, no. And one,
0: so, he's attached to Kes.
1: Yes, and he's and he's a jerk in season yes. one. Like he's
0: he wants to bail the moment there's any trouble on the ship.
1: So I feel like we have to, if this is gonna happen, this has to be post-Kes. Because, like, I, one thing that I was thinking, I was, like, I was like, okay, well, we'd have to change it so that Kess doesn't stay with Neelix, and then maybe she gets with Tom, or she doesn't get with anyone, she just breaks it off with Neelix. No, no, no. But I feel like it would be easier just to move forward in time, so, like, we're yep. in the Seven of Nine era.
0: Yeah, I'm of, thinking of, Season 5, maybe even Season 7. I see a scenario, plausibly, where they're both, at that point, feeling somewhat lonely. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's a late night in the mess hall, and they're both kind of commiserating a little bit. Neither one really has anybody. They're talking about it. They're kind of confiding in one another. And then through that, maybe they form a deeper bond and then realize, hey, wait a second.
1: I think it would be really fascinating if... I I like where your mind's at. I I love where your mind's at. I think it would be fascinating if we kind of sow the seeds in season four, Mm -hmm. where seven of nines on board kes is gone neelix is super lonely like he he tries to show that he's not lonely but he he just he's just absolutely desperate for some sort of companionship because with kes gone maybe he feels like his connection to the crew is less and this is also when janeway's depression starts to see to seep in a little bit more that we're not seeing
0: yes also season four is when she gets the letter from mark confirmation that he has moved on so even though she kind of confides in Chakotay a little bit what if she also is going to confide in Neelix a little bit and their mutual loneliness is that conversation in the mess hall at this particular juncture and then you know what would be kind of fun is to have like little like little moments of them having this kind of a conversation on a semi-irregular basis where you can kind of tell that they've been doing this for a little while and they're getting closer as a result of it. You know, it's something that they kind of need to keep going.
1: I think it's it's something that happens by accident and then it starts to happen by quote unquote accident more and more often. Yes. Where all of a sudden it becomes a weekly thing like Beverly and, and Jean Luc's breakfast, but right. it's an unspoken thing where like, it's like a late night snack something like that.
0: Yes, Neelix gets a little something ready. He has the pot of coffee ready to go. He knows she's going to show up. I love this. <laughs> I'm so digging this right now and I never thought I'd say those words.
1: And it's totally friendship, no weird subtext. It's to- it's totally just two lonely people just figuring stuff out together, and like in season four, we do not push this whatsoever. It's just like, oh, that's no. nice. Like, oh, they're you know they're giving each, each other some comfort. You know, like he maybe he, maybe he is really the the best morale officer. You know that we could have seen. <laughs> you know, like you know, Jane yeah, w- that I
0: think this might have actually changed our minds a lot if we saw more, like kind of like a counselor type.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah, it becomes a, a counselor type, but not. In in, an increased official capacity because we don't want it to be kind of weird later on, you know? He's more like the Guinan,
0: the unofficial counselor.
1: I would love to see once night came around in season five, episode night, where she is deep in depression. She is not leaving. He, Neelix starts bringing his meals to Janeway's quarters and he's doing it more and more. And then he Uh says, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not Ooh. bringing you meals to your quarters. You gotta get out. You gotta get out. You gotta see your crew. You have to move on. And she like they they have like a like it's really irritating. Like Janeway's super irritated because only Chakotay could really kind of push those boundaries. And Neelix gets a little little brave, and she pushes back hard. Maybe even a, a little maybe harder than we expect where we're, where the audience just kind of goes oh damn like that was yeah that was a little harsh. unnecessary and then they kind of make up at the end of the episode or in the next episode where she apologizes and in that apology she lets something slip
0: ooh such as
1: that she's like she she says something to the effect of i wasn't angry that you were trying to get me out of my quarters and back into normal routine. That was the right thing to do. I think the reason why I lashed out is because you were the only thing keeping me holding on from completely shutting off. And that takes Neelix aback a little bit. Like he's a little surprised at that. And he said, he's like, he said, he says, I know I didn't, I didn't want to do it either because these little, these late night conversations has been the only thing keeping me going or keeping me here on Voyager. And I didn't sacrifice those lightly because I I care about you and I knew you needed that push. And then something is said, or like there's like a hand on a hand where we, the audience know, oh, this is starting into something.
0: I love it. Yeah, like it's so Star Trek too. Just something like a little touch of a hand or something like that, and then instantly we realize, oh, okay, yeah, they missed each other in more than just a friendship sense, Mm -hmm. or it's turning into more than that. Okay, so then how much of the romance do we actually see? Like, Do they try to keep this quiet? Are they trying to be discreet, or is it a thing of, if we're going to do this, we're just really going to go
1: for it? I don't think there's any going for it. I don't think there's anything that's – this, this is going to sound weird. Um, But did you ever see Boston Legal with William Shatner no, and James Bader? No, I never watched it. They have – okay, it's a, it's a really interesting show. It's a great show. Everybody should watch it. And William Shatner does a fantastic job. And it. it's, it's honestly one of his best roles. It's like right up there next to Captain Kirk. Not even joke. Wow. And Doesn't he
0: play some real a-hole
1: – Oh yeah, it's probably the closest thing he's ever played to William Shatner in his life, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's why it's so fantastic. But James Spader, like William Shatner, is a senior partner at a law firm, and James Spader is a lawyer at the law firm, and they they have a relationship that develops that is that is a friendship, then becomes a mentorship, then becomes brothers. And then becomes something more, something unique, something intense. And there was a moment where William Shatner is very angry with James Spader, where he confronts him and he says, he's like, he's like, I think it's utterly ridiculous that fidelity is only regarded or considered for romantic coupling. He's like, he's like, what you did with that man was an affront to our relationship or something like that. It was just like, it was something simple, like sharing cigars and a brandy on the balcony, which is something that they would do every single night. He, James Bader, did it with another person and it pissed William Shatner off and he, uh-huh. it hurt him. And so with all that knowledge right there, I want something like that to happen where they have an intense pseudo romantic relationship for a long time but no boundaries have been crossed no kisses have been made no no sexuality has been explored except we know that it's there it's bubbling underneath and there's something that happens that where the green-eyed monster comes out again and maybe that's when Chakotay is like what the hell has been going on <laughs>
0: I love it. He feels betrayed because he's the one who's supposed to be having the nice candlelit dinners with Janeway and he's supposed to be the one she confides in.
1: Right. He go like maybe Chicote notices something and he it takes him years to realize when he's just like he's like this is he's like, Catherine is do I need to know something? Is something he's like, this is none of my business, but is something going on? Because I thought about something years ago, but I just I just wished it away in my brain. Cause I'm just like, it's Neelix. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Right. Okay. And also going back directly to Janeway and Neelix, I think honestly, they're going to be afraid of taking steps forward. So this mm-hmm. is, if it does progress, it's going to go very slowly.
1: I think we need to have a moment. It's yeah. I mean, we're talking glacially slow. Yes. Um, I think there would like we're gonna get certain moments that are gonna be even more intense than what we saw with Chakotay, but very meaningful. And I think it's gonna be like for some reason I have this vision in my head with Janeway just breaking down where she feels like she can be honest with him, truly honest with Neelix, that she couldn't with Chakotay because he's her XO. Like the XO still has to view the captain in a certain light, and so where she breaks down. And we just have a moment where Neelix is literally holding Janeway on a mm. couch or something like that. And uh-huh. she's crying and then we fade to to credits. And and then maybe we have another circumstance like where he has a um he has a, a, a trouble with his own mortality in Mortal Coil, where he thinks about killing himself. It's not Chicote that talks him down, it's Janeway. Love it. And sorry, Chicote. And then, like, maybe afterwards, like, Chicote talks to him and says, like, you know, like, what did you say? Like, how did you get him down? And she completely lies through her teeth about how <laughs> she did it.
0: Ooh. You know, we're getting a little soap operatic here. And we've created a love triangle, which happened on uh, Voyager, and people hated it.
1: I don't—I'm not really—actually, with the whole Chakotay-Janeway thing, I mean, I guess you could call it a love triangle, but I feel like Chicote would be very respectful I think he would get oh, sure. jealous, but he wouldn't be weird about it. I don't think he would try to insert himself. He would want Janeway to be happy. I think the triangle would really be from the audience members, where the audience members are like, I'm Teen Chicote, I'm Team Neelix, like that yes. kind of bullcrap. But as long as as long as the writers didn't really live up the green-eyed monster or the triangle, like, who will Janeway choose? Tune in next week. Like none of that <laughs> bs.
0: No, no, no. I think you're absolutely right. It is going to be the audience making the love triangle. And you're also right about Chicote, where I, I think emotionally, he's going to have to bottle up his own feelings for Janeway's sake,
1: yes. And this gives him more reason to because, even with Fairhaven, even as early back as Fairhaven, yep. Chicote saw her enjoy herself with Michael, and he told her, he said, he's like, you don't need to be embarrassed. I want you to be happy. This is great. You know, like stuff like that. Yeah, so he yeah. was he's always been supportive.
0: So do you suppose there would be a moment maybe where Chicote reveals to Janeway, look, I know you and Neelix have something special. I'm happy for you. If you want to pursue that, go for it.
1: I think maybe Chakotay is the one that makes Janeway realize that there is something going on.
0: Ooh. So then maybe that releases something in her brain where she's got this mental block a little bit. With Chakotay's blessing, she kind of feels free to think about that more and actually explore it.
1: I I think there's a moment like it'll be like Chakotay and Janeway in the ready room and He's and like he's he alludes to it, he's like, listen, I, I know what's going on, and it's okay, it's great, you know, like for x, y, and z, and Janeway like, don't don't be ridiculous, that's absurd. All Neelix and I do is we have dinner together, we go on vacations together, we talk for a lot oh my God, I'm in a relationship with Neelix,
0: <laughs> it's a little sitcom-y, but it works,
1: yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm doing it for the joke, but it's something like that where she she for some reason she doesn't realize it and we can go in a couple of different directions with that where we can go where she gets embarrassed and she's just like this can't happen like i I gotta shut this down this isn't appropriate this isn't right this would never work out in a million years for x y and z or she starts flirting with the idea a little bit more where she's like you know what i've been happy thus far and i didn't even know it
0: true true And does that change things? Does acknowledging that the relationship does exist change the relationship?
1: I think as we get to like season six, I feel like the realization would be in, uh, I feel like the seeds in season four, growing it and seeing it evolve in season five, I think the realization would happen in season six. And I think for the purpose of this discussion, we'd want it to move forward and I think she would try to be honest with herself. I think we'd see a little bit of reservation at first. Yeah. Where Janeway would be a little cold around him and Neelix would notice it. And maybe Neelix is the one where he, says, where he comes out and says, listen, I know what's going on. I've had the same realization that you have had. And you're creating distance. If you want to create distance, that's up to you. You're the captain. And she's like, don't do that. Don't say that. Right. And Don't put rank into this. Like, yeah, and he's like, it's it's true. It's true. You're the captain. You can dictate. There's always been a power imbalance between the two of us. And like you can dictate what you want. And we leave it there for a while. I think we leave it there for a while. I think she mm. gets I think she gets embarrassed and I, I think she moves away where she's like, Maybe you're right. But situation keeps throwing them back together. I love it. And yeah.
0: And then maybe that think, is the confirmation she needs that this is a good relationship. It's a healthy relationship. She wants and needs this relationship in her life right now.
1: I think we, Neelix, I think, leaves the same that he did. I think he leaves in season seven.
0: Ooh, harsh.
1: And, but he doesn't leave for a woman. Oh, okay he he finds like this is the last time that he can be with his people and and he's honest with her he says he's like i'm gonna go he's like, i'm gonna go he said he's like you're amazing and i love what we have but you're going home to your people i found mine and we both need to go our separate ways i, I feel like this not every relationship has to work out you know like not every relationship has mm-hmm. to be forever and sure. maybe that's when they recognize that it Like, a relationship of convenience is the wrong term because it degrades it, but I feel like it's a relationship of circumstance that benefited both parties for as long as it did.
0: So do you suppose that it kind of runs its course by the time we get to the episode Homestead and it's fizzled just enough to where they realize, yeah, this was good while it lasted and now there's a new opportunity here. I've got to take it. I kind of feel that if things are going strong between Janeway and Neelix and then Homestead comes along, it's going to look really bad on Neelix's part if he says, hey, look, no, I'm going to take this opportunity. See you later.
1: You know, I think there's not anything wrong with that from a story standpoint. I feel like we can make these characters make hard decisions. We can make these characters make bad decisions or selfish decisions. And I think that could be one of those times or... Or we go in a different way where maybe season seven, they were kind of cold with each other. They kind of distanced themselves because Janeway didn't want to do it for X, Y, and Z. And Neelix was just kind of like, fine, you're the captain. You know, you get to decide (laughs) what you want to do. Uh And I feel like in Homestead, if we go that route where it's cold and not good, where in Homestead, they have that nice moment. They have that speech. And we get the first Janeway Neelix kiss as he leaves.
0: Oh, that would be a really cool romantic twist. First kiss as he leaves. Exactly. I love it.
1: So we get that satisfaction because with the uh, inevitable Janeway Neelix shippers who would be developed over the course of the series, uh, (laughs) we finally get that on-screen kiss moment that we never got with Janeway and Chakotay.
0: Right. Also, you know what? That really does state, look, these two characters really have loved each other all this time. And even though they're parting ways, this meant something.
1: Yes. Yes. Now, do they use the L word in no. this final speech? No. no. I think the okay. kiss
0: says all they need to say. Maybe there's a really tense I- or intense moment of eye contact.
1: Okay. And that I they're just
0: really non-verbally saying the words. We don't need to hear them.
1: I think that would be that would be interesting because I think either way, I think we could try to morph it. Like, say things were going well in season seven, and he decided to leave. I think we could make it okay where Janeway struggles with the decision. Maybe she calls him out as being selfish. Like, you can, like, you've been with us on this journey for so long. You know, like your home was going to be Earth. You're with your family. You're with your kind now. And he says something like, "We both know that's not true." He says he's like. He's like you're you're my family. You're keeping me here. Like I love my Voyager crew. I love my Voyager family, but you are the main reason why I've 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 have stayed here for as long as I have. And when we get home, maybe they had a previous conversation where he asked her like where do we go after we get back to Earth and she's like I don't know. Ooh. And he says he's like I can't live with that kind of So that way it kind of goes back and forth where things are like maybe that's how we can get we can get kill two birds with one stone. Things are going well in season seven. Neelix straight up asks Janeway, "Where what what's going to happen to us once we get back to Earth?" And she can't give him an answer. And right. we as an audience member are kind of like, "Okay, we understand that she doesn't know. You know, like, right? She can't see the future." And Neelix is like, "I need an answer." And he, and she's like, "I can't give you one." And then he then a couple episodes later, he finds this group and he says, "He's like, maybe this is our answer."
0: Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. Maybe Neelix doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of opportunities he wants to pursue if and when they get back to Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna join Starfleet? Is he gonna become a chef at some restaurant? I mean, maybe things look a little bleak to him and he realizes that that's not something he wants. I really like that dynamic.
1: I think that could be a way to to grow to grow tension, to grow drama. But at the same time, no one person is the jerk of the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just they are becoming different people, maybe.
1: And we get that we get that final kiss. It's loving, it's understanding, it's acceptance, it's permission. It's yeah. beautiful, heartbreaking. It's everything. It's heartbreaking at the same time. Mm -hmm. but it it seals this idea that it's okay like what we had was real what we had was special it was unique but it's over now and that's okay
0: yeah yeah it's all okay that's beautiful
1: not every relationship that we have in our lives are is meant to last forever and that's okay not every friendship not every romance no most don't (laughs) honestly and even family connection you know like not everything is meant to last forever And I feel like we've been lied to so many times over the course of our lives that you get a great friend in a middle school and you're not friends when you're 80. Well, what the hell happened? You know, it's okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, life happened. I mean, you might have taken completely different paths after a while and just that happens all the time. People grow, people change, people become different as much as they stay the same. I mean, sometimes you just don't you're not as compatible as you once were with somebody and they were wonderful for you at that time in your life and then after a while well you know what it's okay if you move on
1: yeah i think we we need to embrace this more as a in a as a in a culture especially you know american culture because i feel like we see so much of that on on tv and movies that when a relationship ends it's supposed to end in fire and pain and yelling and screaming and I just, I always love it. It's rare. It's incredibly rare when I see it on TV and in real life. But when two people recognize that they meet the end of the road and they leave respectfully and lovingly.
0: Yeah, you're right. TV really has a problem portraying this kind of relationship. Either things do end horribly because it's over, it's over, it's over, or it has to end tragically. Right. Yeah, because if you don't and have so the happily ever times. after, well, we have to steal that away for a really darn good reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so this could be that situation where we show a relationship that's loving, that's romantic, and intimate without physicality, which is yeah. very hard to do in television. And Oh, yeah. We finally show it at the end, all of the things that we said, where it's okay, it's loving, it's over and it's beautiful. And yeah. I never thought that I would say these words in regards to weight and Deluxe.
0: <laughs> right. I feel like this is the way you could actually get the audience to buy into this kind of a pairing. Because I know people looked at the description of this episode and said, what the heck are you guys on?
1: i i honestly feel like like i'm gonna be honest when we when we put this out on social and we put it up on on our hosts and our website and everything like that i'm gonna straight up say like listen this is an episode about how neelix and janeway could get together romantically boom check it out if you want to i'm I'm not gonna hide it under the whole relationship (laughs) thing and this is a this is a shorter episode like we were gonna talk about Um, a little bit more we were going to talk about multiple relationships but honestly I feel like we kind of got into a groove where I I honestly said it as a joke I completely said it as a joke
0: you did you threw it out there but we took it and we ran with it we I feel like we've actually made something of this which is awesome and I feel like next week let's take another crazy pairing see where it goes maybe we will do a little bit more of a free-for-all like if things just don't work out <laughs> with one pairing we can move on to the other or if we find another one with some real actual potential we'll go- just fly with it that's what we do on this show as we fly
1: I love that idea let's do it next week that's fantastic okay
0: it's on so alright in the meantime if people want to send us hate mail about shipping Neelix and Janeway <laughs> where can they do that
1: <laughs> well where they can go is the nerdparty.com slash contact uh, we actually reformatted the page so it's a whole lot easier to send emails now it's really great so everybody should check it out go to the nerdparty.com/contact select punch it and then fill out the form it'll send us an email you can also uh, find us on uh, Twitter you can find us on the show at join nerdparty you can find me personally on Twitter at the insane robin you can find char at Oh the profanity and uh we're we're all over social like we're, you can find us on Facebook Instagram uh, find us all over just search the nerd party or just go to the and there you can send all of your shipper hate uh to us or just um you know let us know what you think of the episode overall like were you intrigued by it do you um did you consider this as an avenue that you didn't think you could previously consider because we didn't and so please just let us know what you think and uh tune in next week for continued uh, relationship pairings and unnatural pairings or, or weird pairings, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but until then, next week, we are going to punch it.
0: Ready for warp, sir.
1: Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.